0: The FT. Well, we've now had about an hour to digest the import of George Osborne's latest budget, and there's no doubt that the headlines are going to be dominated by his decision to cut the top rate of tax from 50p in the pound to 45p, a move that's prompted Ed Miliband to portray this as a millionaire's budget. But who's really come out ahead? I'm Robert Shrimsey, the editor of FT.com, and helping me to make sense of all these numbers, I'm joined in the studio by Matthew Vincent, our personal finance editor. Martin Sambu, our economics leader writer, and Chris Cook, a former advisor to George Osborne who's now elevated himself in the world by joining the FT's public policy team. So, Martin, perhaps we can start with with you telling us what you think the overall
1: story of this budget is. Well, the big fiscal choices were made two years ago, so that already left the government with very little room for manoeuvre. The fiscal deficit reduction plan was already set out. There was no way George Osborne was ever going to depart from that. So the choice was between doing some sort of radical tax reform to change things within that envelope or to do tinkering at the margin. He said he would do the former. He actually did the latter. Some little good news for businesses, some good news for very high earners and very low earners, but no big effect on the economy.
0: Matthew, come on then. Let's go go micro. Who won? Who
2: lost? Um, uh, Martin's right. It's the the high earners and the low earners. Um, The high earners, um, who (coughs) are going to see their um, top rate of tax fall to 45p from April 2013... Um, are now going to defer their income, which they're able to do, being high earners, until that time. The irony is, the justification for getting rid of the 50p rate was because they all brought their income forward before 50p came in, and now 45p is coming in, they're all going to defer it until... After that point, so this uh, is going
0: to cost him in receipts in the coming year.
2: Um, it, it is because people are just going to wait, and higher earners have that ability. If they're company owners, they can they can hold back dividends, they can take payments. Lower earners will benefit because of this increase in the personal allowance. It's not the big one-off increase some had hoped for. It's coming in two stages: smaller increase uh, from this April, then the big increase to nine thousand plus pounds next April. It's the middle who are getting hit.
0: And how are they getting hit?
2: Well, basically, the, uh, the, the loss of child benefit is going to hit uh, a lot of people earning between uh, fifty and £60,000. So it's a very complicated taper system. He talked about simplification. He's actually made this system really difficult to understand. People are going to go into self-assessment, have to fill in tax returns. The, and the daft thing is you'll fill in a tax return to say I'm getting child benefit so that you'll then pay tax to nullify it.
0: What about pensioners? There's been a bit of noise about pensioners coming out of this badly.
2: Yes, um, pensioners uh, up until now have received a higher personal tax allowance. Uh, this is now being frozen, and so will be equalised with the normal tax allowance that everybody else gets. So, so pensioners who have a bit of income or possibly continue working uh, uh, during their retirement will not get the benefit of the tax extra tax saving uh, that they they would have got had the Chancellor kept increasing their age-related personal allowance in line with the big increases to the normal allowance.
0: And all the um, much-vaunted semi-mansion tax, the extra stamp duty on £2 million homes and such like, does this amount to anything much?
2: Um, There were fewer than 3,000 properties um, sold for more than £2,000 in the last two years, which tells you all you need to know about how many people are getting hit
0: by that. Chris Cook from our public policy room, I know that the salary we pay you doesn't get you into one of those houses. Uh, Tell me about the politics of this. It looks superficially terrible to be cutting the top rate of tax at this moment.
3: It does, especially when the main countervailing measure that Matthews talks about, the rise in the personal allowance is so closely associated with the junior coalition partner. That is seen popularly as a Liberal Democrat policy. There is a real worry. Combining the 45p uh, tax change and the pension arrangements, that this could be really seen as a very regressive budget. And the the Labour Party, I assume, will be taking the cudgels up on this, and they will be trying to paint this as a sort of aristocratic budget. So, so, I mean, George Osborne's meant to be the political strategist to
0: this government, so so why has he done this then?
3: Well, he doesn't have any money, um, so he can't do anything grand and sweeping. If you want to be a big Lawsonian Chancellor, you have to have money and you have to create space. If you want to flatten rates and do the things that George Osborne used to talk about in 2006... Uh, when he in two thousand and six, I should point out, he published a report by Lord Forsyth, which explicitly talked about abolishing the film tax release. And now we discover he's really keen to keep it and move it on. I mean, little tinkering, little things are what you do when you don't have very much room for manoeuvre. He's he's tacking right a little bit. This is going to keep the right of the party uh, happy. So it bolsters his own chances of becoming leader it eventually. It does, and it will bolster the the Osborneite clique. Will be will be moving up in the ascendant. I'm not sure how much they are preparing and circling the wagons for a leadership competition imminently, uh, but it doesn't do any harm. Okay. Martin, let's just pick up on this point about the, the 50p tax
0: rate. The argument that George Osborne used was essentially it made no money, arguably it could even have cost us money as a country, so there was no justification for keeping it. Is
1: that true? Do the numbers on that stack up? Well, I, I think there are two things to say about that and, and to be a, reasons to be a bit suspicious about it. I mean, first... It's very hard to actually estimate this, partly because of what Matthew was talking about. People have shifted their income back and forth. So in a couple of years, you can't really know. It's interesting to see that under the previous government, HMRC thought this might bring in 2.7 billion. Now we were hearing, well, maybe only a billion. But George Osborne today said, actually, it's only about 100 million difference between 50p and and 45p. The other issue is that they are now trying to put in place this general anti-avoidance rule. Now, we know that the reason why this top rate of tax might have brought in very little is because people are avoiding it. So you might have thought, well, if there was a proper anti-avoidance measure in place, maybe it would have brought in some more than what they say.
0: And one last point, The, the, the extra cut in corporation tax, will that be particularly welcome to business? Is that a big deal?
1: I think uh, every extra P in corporation tax cut will be welcome. It will make some difference. Now, the reason why businesses aren't investing at the moment probably have more to do with the lack of demand for their products than with the tax rate. But it certainly isn't going to hurt and if it creates optimism and, and high animal spirits, it might actually do some good.
0: Okay. Just finally to each of you, it's always said that the budgets that look best on the day are the ones that look worst later on and vice versa. If you can throw yourselves forward a couple of months, how do you think we're going to look at this budget in a few months time? Let's start with you, Martin.
1: Well, just to uh, to confine myself to the the economics, I think this is a budget that will be very quickly forgotten.
2: Matthew? I, I think it's a, a budget that will come back to to haunt the, the middle income earners when they start having to deal with tax returns, realising that they are getting squeezed as as much as they have always been.
3: And Chris? I think there's this is a budget which is entirely downside risk. I can't see any upside political gain from any of the decisions they've taken today. Right. Thanks very much to all of you. And you can read much more about this
0: throughout the day and tomorrow on FT.com.
3: For more downloads, go to
2: ft.com forward slash podcasts.